0: Hello, my high vibing friends. I am so excited that you guys are on the Abundance Alchemist podcast with me today. I have an amazing guest who I'm super excited to introduce. Um, Her name is Corey, and Corey is a creative healer with over 20 years of cross cultural living in five countries, which blows my mind um, she integrates her training as a transpersonal art therapist heart speaker and energy healer in her into advanced cognitive coach training she helps people activate their creative intelligence transforming challenges into wisdom and information through her stig- signature creative method for acc- accessing infinite potentials and inner joy um, amazing. I absolutely love kind of just your intro. It's so incredibly powerful about what you do. So um, welcome to the podcast,
1: Gori. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Caitlin.
0: Of course. So I want to kind of jump right in. Um, And you use the wording creative intelligence. So can we just start by identifying really what um, creative intelligence and creative healing are?
1: Yeah, that's great. A good place to start. I mean, I didn't wake up um, grow up thinking I'm going to be a creative healer right. <laughs> and open people to uncover their creative intelligence. This is always how it is with a healer. You you heal and then what you heal, and you're doing this, Caitlin, is you you share into the world with others and Absolutely. complete the circle of healing, right? By sharing mm-hmm. what we know. So creative intelligence, I, I use that word because every moment is a creative moment. And I don't mean with a paintbrush, which of course that's one way to go but we're with the level of thought all the time we're creating a reality and that creative intelligence is a word that you can insert source <laughs> divine creator if you don't believe in a higher power you can just call it nature mm-hmm. you can you know it's this this uh, god allah any anything that for you is that creator that that power that is um, not just out there as I was always taught as a kid, it's this big thing, a masculine thing out there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I had no connection with. No, actually it's, it's with humming through us. And if we quite into ourselves enough, we can actually make contact with it just at the source of our breath and by moving into our heart space. But beyond this, it's longing to dovetail and dance with us, especially when life really sucks and <laughs> things get really hard yeah. and or we don't know, should I go this way or this way? Maybe it's really good and there's like five great options. There is a beautiful intelligence that is you, actually. It's that piece of you that is the most essential piece of you um, that is longing to co- co-create or collaborate with you. And I, I really love to work with those who don't believe they have a creative bone in their body as though because they can't draw a stick man, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) they aren't creative. I love, I've had the joy of working with thousands of people and especially those who think, oh, I'm not creative and showing them. Though I do use a pack of crayons and invite people's inner child out to play, when we get into that flow and playful part of ourselves, we can get out of that overthinking and analytical, judgmental mind and find out, wow, even when I'm doing a doodle or I'm expressing this emotion out, it creates enough space that whew, I get a download of an idea or something starts to bridge out from this little drawing happened in my life that just is highly intelligent and showing me different potentials. So I hope that kind of helps answer what creative intelligence is and what my work as a creative healer is. I kind of see it as I'm, I'm just connecting people to what's already there Mm -hmm. (laughs) within them.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, it's it's fully encompassing because I always work with my clients on the fact that I'm not doing anything or, you know, channeling anything that's not within them. I'm simply kind of a board to reflect things off and mm. help them get out of, you know, uh, different blocks or different things that they, um, or fears or different things that I can provide support. So I think it's, that's a beautiful way to um, talk about what creative healing is. And I love that you call it cent- uh, creative intelligence that kind of just, hit me it resonated really strong with me I was like yeah that makes so much sense because we do have this really like divine energy within us that is so incredibly intelligent and I always tell people everything you need you already have you already it's already within you and so I really loved that um that's kind of the way that uh you're talking about it it's so powerful
1: oh yeah and it's so good right to know how we're brilliant that we're intelligent, that we're radiant, all the things that we kind of knew that as kids, but most of us got that kind of kicked out of us because Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't shine that you don't talk like that. That's Mm -hmm. very arrogant or that's you're shining too bright. You know, like we pick up messages that is just like, keep it low, keep it low. So even that we get quickly that Mm -hmm. ring rung out of us, that we, we don't realize that, you know, it's, it's our birthright mm-hmm. <laughs> to move as this gorgeous intelligent. And when we do, we actually spark that in all of those around us. Because what happens is that we move as, we, you know, we are synchronous. Uh, we have synchronous events happen. We have things start to line up for us. And that affects the all mm-hmm. so it actually lifts the all because you know I mean even you and I connecting you know I said to Caitlin oh I listened to your first podcast and I was like it's my sister <laughs> it's my mirror you know yeah that just happens and you just smile and that you just know oh my gosh and i the universe loves to play with us that way and say look this is a, you you will totally resonate because yeah. this is what your vibration is of course you're going to dovetail and and play together. So life becomes so colorful, mm-hmm. so joyful. And I remember wondering when I what didn't know any of this thinking, God, like, is, is life really only this? Like, I was so miserable for so long, so in the gray. And um, I honestly wondered, what's the point? Because like, what is the point? We, we mm-hmm. really get lost along the way because we get so many messages that take away take us move us away from our intelligence and our brilliance and our shine so and that's okay that's part of coming home to ourself too which is the whole journey but it's so delicious when we can actually say wow I am this mm-hmm. and what else is in there what else is right
0: in there? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And for our listeners too, I just want to say when, um, Corey, you know, is talking about how we're connecting, um, we very briefly connected and just for like, even talking about the energy piece of things, I'm in Colorado and she's in Belgium. Like we, d- we have never met. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because people ask me like, why do you do the work that you do? And I'm like, well, because I love to help. But the other thing is I love to connect with people that are amazing, oh. like Corey all over the world, right. That have beautiful things to share. And I mean, everything she keeps saying, I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> that's what I was that. doing
1: listening to you, Caitlin. See how gorgeous that is, right? Yeah. Like, And I kind of was needing that, that this mm-hmm. is how sweet this intelligence is. It was a week where I was doing a lot of my own inner healing, mm-hmm. like healers need to be healing themselves. Yeah. And so I, well, I was noticing like, whoa, 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 there's some stuff that's pretty heavy. I need to like, Take a look. So I had reached out to a healer friend, mm-hmm. and actually a shaman, and she was really helping me. And it was going deep into some deep past, past ancestral stuff. And mm-hmm. I just felt like, oh, I would love, I'm so grateful. But I woke up one day and thought, I really kind of need a lighter day. I need to just mm-hmm. take her easy. And that's when Caitlin reached out. And I, I do. <laughs> I, I say to the, I say creative intelligence. I said, just give me something. I need a lift. I need to feel. Like, I need to see clearly what's going on and a bit more of my journey because I got so kind of tunneled into what I was healing. Mm-hmm. And then Caitlin shares in her podcast her journey, and there were so many synchronous and similar, similar events, and it helped me to step back and go, wow, like, to take that kind of eagle view and look at the broader picture and really be easy on myself and go, wow, like what a journey, you know? Mm. And um, that is what can happen when we kind of let go and let the intelligence take control. And it's so much easier because <laughs> we don't have to manhandle everything and get grip the handlebars. We can kind of just like, you know, when you're riding your bike and you learn to ride with no hands mm-hmm. and it, it becomes a lot lighter and it really, you fall back in love with your whole self and your whole story. You become so generous and kind and peaceful with yourself because you realize, wow, each step you've come so far, you know, and it, it's something we could do usually with others, but to be able to see and feel it and and hold ourselves in that love is something essential. Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: That just made me think the, when you said it's so much easier. Um, I was kind of in the similar, I think we've had a lot of different um you know, collective energies and things processing that, you know, we're going through huge shifts and
1: a lot going on
0: in the world. So I think we're, a lot of us are feeling that. And I was kind of in that space too, and just kind of having a day. And I was like, you know, I feel like I just have so much like heavy negative energy around me. And I was like, you know, I really need to surrender. And I was, I was talking to my husband about it and I love him, but man, this was a tough one for me to grasp. He was like, it's so much easier to just let go. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I know that, but just for him to say that, I was like, you know, we are, we just create so much of our own suffering and it is so much easier to let go. And in that moment, I just wanted to just like, I just had to grind my teeth a little bit, but I was like, (laughs) yes, it is a lot easier to let go. I love you, but wow. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I loved that you said that because it is when you really do take a step back and jump into this place of, we are doing the healing and we're constantly healing and we do have, you know, this deep work I've had so many clients feel like, then I've experienced this of like, okay, when am I done processing them? When am I done healing this? And then it's like, Oh no, we're we are like that kind of cliche saying, but we're onions. We've got these layers. We've got these things that we have to come. Um, and you did touch on something you've mentioned it a couple of times. And I know that this is part of kind of your creative healing is this idea of colors. And you talk about, um, you know, you said like my life, I was just kind of in this gray space. And so tell me about what it means to see your life in colors. Is that tied to emotions? How is, how does that tie in?
1: Yeah, definitely about emotions and, and, Oh, I, I so love that you asked that because with the emotions, I remember, uh, feeling so unable to express all my emotions. And mm. I never currently, I don't express emotions as positive or negative. I, I think I liken it to a, a jumble um, box of crayons. Remember getting those as kids. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, I just <laughs> caught a whiff in my memory, like that whiff of when you open the lid. <laughs> it's yep. like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they're all like stacked so nice. And this mm-hmm. color rays of like light to dark and, and um, these deep umbers and then these bright yellows that are almost like hurting your eyes and the whole <laughs> thing, right? Some yeah. have a sharpener on the back. And that's what I really see that as a metaphor for our emotions mm. and that we have the whole range and not, none of them are, are, there's nothing wrong with any of those emotions. They're really important information, more intelligence. And I I really think it's vital to understand that those heavy emotions that are so often, again, back to our conditioning as children, Mm -hmm. got the message that things like fear, anger, shame, or disgust, Mm -hmm. or how about um, sadness, like, just smile. Come on, happy up. I, Mm -hmm. I heard that a lot as a kid. Or, you know, girls shouldn't be angry. Be nice to your sister. It's okay. Like, so where do you put all that, you know? And those are emotions and and, uh, emotions are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. So if they're getting shoved down, there's no motion there. They're just, but eventually Mm -hmm. (laughs) they pile up and they burp out or they rage out or they freak out. They come out in in ways that aren't in harmonic (laughs) vibration of color. Mm -hmm. They they come out in a real, uh, and then, What? We feel bad and and we make ourselves bad and like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm this horrible person. No, it's just really just no one taught you that your emotions are energy, emotion, and that they need to flow out of you. And a beautiful way that I learned for myself and now share with people Mm -hmm. is uh, to get out of the verbal, to talk about them often, for me anyways, just made them bigger. Mm -hmm. Especially because I'm very imaginal. Like our our imaginal mind, I mean, our mind don't know the difference between real and imaginal states. So I would just like, I'd be very dramatic. And (laughs) that my stories would get bigger and bigger. And wow, I could have a real like poop storm going on out there. And Mm -hmm. I would just be making it bigger and bigger. And I noticed when I would do art therapy, it would be that feeling of moving it to my heart being guided to just feel it not mm-hmm. run away from it feel it stay with it now instead of talking about it and tr- making it bigger keeping quiet and then just grab the color that feels it don't mm-hmm. think about it it might even be the wrong color like maybe it's not red for rage like you know it might be green just see what your hand does and their intelligence will guide you and then move it out maybe it's maybe it's shark's teeth who knows maybe it's just a haze but it will start to just move out of you often looks like a preschool drawing or a big old doodle it's not Mm -hmm. we're not making art to put in a gallery and yet there is this brilliance that comes through and that's how you can move those heavy trapped emotions out and as you do that things happen in a physiological way too Mm -hmm. we know that the breath starts to slow and deepen. We know that the brain scans show that we move out of beta and we get to alpha, sometimes even theta. We start to notice that our nervous systems start to regulate. Serotonin levels increase. So all of these things that our brilliant bodies have going for us, we start to get things aligned and ultimately move from um, being in the over- overactive thinking mind to moving into the, I call the feeling mind. So we form heart mind con- um, congruence. And that's when pew, downloads of these brilliant ideas will come to, or boom, you'll leave a session and all of a sudden your phone will ring and the just right person will, mm. or the just right book will come to your hand. You start to activate things in the field of universal intelligence. Your creative intelligence hooks up with the creator and mm-hmm. it's that's that point where we're no longer having to handle it ourselves. That those heavy colors that appeared, heavy hued emotions that appeared to be such a problem that we were avoiding for, well, oh God, some of mine I've worked decades. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't have the power tools. All of a sudden, your crayons flow, <laughs> become power tools, and mm-hmm. all all of a sudden, in meeting these things when you put them out of you, they're not, they not they're out of the shadow. They start to not be so scary. You can get comfortable with all of yourself, the highlights, Mm -hmm. the low lights, all the stuff in between. And you can love that and say, wow, this is information and have a dialogue with it. So I teach people not just to get it out, but then when it's out, how do you talk to this and how do you pivot it Mm -hmm. to the light? Because anything that's heavy It's actually filled with information that wants to be pivoted and it wants to take us in a new direction so that we have a wiser path. That's all it is. But no one taught us this in school, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? (laughs) Definitely not. I love that. Oh my gosh, there were so many
0: just amazing little things that you said. Um, And I actually had to take a note because I was like, I got to touch on this. (laughs) I love that you talked about the fact that you said, two things that really, really stuck out to me of the brain doesn't decipher. And we talked about this in a, in a different um, episode about how, yeah, the brain doesn't decipher whether you're actually being chased by a tiger or if you're just fearful about taking a test, right? It's the same. Like your brain reacts the same because we can't decipher that. So these really intense energies we get so stuck in, think about that. Think about how extreme the emotion would be if you're being chased by a tiger versus nervous about taking an exam or speaking in front of somebody like the the energy is the same behind that um which is really intense to think about and a beautiful tool that you're talking about corey of you know way to take that out and then also interpret it because i think we do often go to that space of talking right talk therapy is something that's been around for ages and even though part of my background is in talk therapy i definitely think it depends right because It depends on who you're talking to. And this is where it's really, really tough because you need somebody that you really vibe with and and work well with. And this is why I do the work that I do and integrate it. And Corey does, too, is we integrate these different pieces because talk therapy, you do make it bigger. And the other piece that's so crazy to think about is when I say it really depends on who you're talking to, you take on their energy. Think about when you tell somebody, watch their reaction. And that was, I had a supervisor at a domestic violence shelter I worked with when I just started working in the field. And I was talking to a woman um, and, and we were sitting there and she's telling this really traumatic story about her abuse. And it was really, really tough abuse to listen to. And I was was 16 because I was volunteering. And so I didn't know how to handle this emotion. And so I just sat there and I just tried not to react because I was like – I don't know what to do. And I remember talking to that supervisor after, and I was like, I had no idea what to do. I'm so sorry. I just froze. And she goes, you did the right thing because your reaction can be more harmful to someone's trauma than them actually sharing it with you, right? And so thinking about this place, if you're doing this in a space where you're just being creative with yourself and then working with, a coach that helps you shift it, but you're not necessarily talking it and sharing that story based on these different reactions of other people, then you're allowing your story and what's actually happening with you to be authentic to your own interpretation, which in turn is exactly what you need to be processing. You're not processing my story based on someone else's reaction. I'm processing how it feels to me, right? Oh, so that's yeah. really oh, well powerful. said.
1: Yeah. Really, it's so true. And you're right. Like, there, afterwards, there might be talk Mm -hmm. as we break it down or whatever. But during that time, you know, and that's when I love it that there is this intelligence that knows how much to put out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, pour out on them or how much to contain. And even when the talk comes at the end, if it does, Mm -hmm. there is still that choice by a person. How much will I share and how much will I contain? So there's this learning to really self-regulate and mm-hmm. you know and it becomes a, a, a responsibility that we can choose our response anew you know so I yeah oh I I love it I should have wrote down what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that's important but and, and that now as you speak maybe that's why I notice I gravitated and talk therapy was my first step in right in mm-hmm. working through my my traumas and so I agree with you there's a place for that and it definitely lifted me to a certain point but then there was a point because I'm so imaginable because I had I just have this way of exp- <laughs> I'm a big woman I'm 6'1 I, I, I even <laughs> move like this but there was a way that I noticed wow Corey you're actually bringing this up so for me it was a great way of containing and then I noticed mm-hmm. I went towards energy healing nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Hearts yeah. being very little, like you know, there. So, yeah, you have to listen to and attune to yourself and honor what's good medicine for me. You know, mm-hmm. and there's so many gorgeous modalities now: hypnotherapy, there's mm-hmm. NLP, like there's just so many great healing modalities that Source has given us that we all can find the just right one that that aligns and really, we we're like it's simple. We're like plants. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's meant for us, we'll like like a watch of this one plant every day. I turn her because she just mm-hmm. goes to yeah. the sun. She just <laughs> goes. I don't like you're so sweet. You're just and but we're the same. We're these sweet little souls that we just mm-hmm. go to where it feels good. And if it's lifting you and you feel lighter around it, it's good medicine for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's really I always, I always like to talk about that. I think you brought up a really beautiful point there of, there are so many different ways for us to heal. And I think that um, one way that I really resonate with Corey's work of this kind of creative art, art healing and art space is that she hit on something really powerful. You know, you think about intact therapy. If you go to a different therapist, you start over with your trauma story. Right? You go into the office and you say, This is what's happened to me. This is what I'm working on. This is how I feel. And you don't get into this place of like, Oh my gosh, look at how this beautiful thing of what you created. There's so much beauty in the person that you still are. And the beautiful piece is sometimes as we're going through this journey, we think that we have to explain our trauma to have people understand a boundary. Yeah. And we don't have to do that. And so what Corey hit on is that piece of, yes, there's some talk, but it's still that it's still your choice to really share what you do because you don't have to, besides what many people think or have been kind of conditioned, like Corey talked about that idea of we just blindly accept things as a kid, right? We, we take on, we experience thing. And then we're like, Oh, this is the reaction I'm supposed to have that didn't feel good. Or, Oh, somebody else reacted negatively. So that means I'm not supposed to do that. And instead of going to that space where we feel like we have to talk to be like, okay, I processed it. You can process it in a place where it's in a very sacred space to you and mm-hmm. your you know, creative intelligence or higher power, whatever you call it, um, it's really in the space of where your healing is for you. And I think that's honestly mm-hmm. just one of the biggest things I take away from um, Corey is just everything she's saying. It's like this beautiful divine process that you
1: get to just hang out with yourself and oh. see what comes up. Uh, it, oh, it's that's it, and in the moment, in real mm-hmm. time. So even when we sit down, uh, like if I back when I had groups, <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> I would give maybe a prompt or just we'd always start with a cup of tea before and everyone settling in. They could just feel something. There'd be something in the room that uh, happened, or there would just be a sense. I'm quite. I'm also empath, so I would get sometimes a download during morning mm-hmm. meditation, but then I'd always say. Here's just a little hint, but you you're you will know if there's something else going on for you. Put it in the art. The art can hold anything, mm-hmm. and the beautiful thing is, you don't even know what's coming because, yeah. that, like you, because you're not going from the thinking mind that plans it. Well, I'm having this problem with my partner, so I'll draw a picture of him and I. No, mm-hmm. it's not even that. It's like we just feel our heart. What's going on inside? Just quiet in the breath, and then just. How do you know what color your eyes going to burn for a certain color? Mm -hmm. So even if you want to try this yourself, like just lay out your kids' crayons. I even dump them and (laughs) I even sit on the floor. So it just tells my feeling heart, which is childlike, Mm -hmm. wonderful, um, curious, not planned out, often a little messy and chaotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, uh, that part of us that doesn't get taken seriously in many cultures, which Mm -hmm. is Filled with our wisdom because it's our mm-hmm. womb and it's our heart and it's like ah, all of that knowingness in there so you even sometimes I have one hand on my heart one on my belly and I'm scanning what color because I may I might be in a state I might be worked up I know something's in there I don't mm-hmm. even know what it is and you just know that I have the awareness of mm-hmm. what I need to do trusting that process and the more you do it the more you know. And then all of a sudden you'll grab a color and you'll use it. And like a kid, then you'll get bored. You'll throw it, and then you'll grab something, or you'll have a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And some people they then words will tumble out, Then yeah, you write words. Or you don't write words, you know, and you just know. And all of a sudden it starts to come. Ah, oh, this is what's going on. I'm actually not mad at. My son, I'm mad that I never set another bound. I, I didn't stay to mm-hmm. my boundary, you know, or whatever is going on. I'm yeah. using a personal example that happened recently. So <laughs> I've got three three teenagers, and that's a big one for me, you know. Yeah. Like, is we're in new terrain, and here we are, all cramped in with COVID still, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I forever learning how to now these guys are bigger than me and I'm like wow okay so everything's changing so Mm -hmm. they're they're young men now so how do I relate to this and how do I ask for this and what are my boundaries where do I start start where do I stop this is always in flux we're always evolving so Mm -hmm. we always need to be checking in with ourselves and why not go right to the source Our yeah. set our, you know, our, our creative intelligence is right there to help us through because yeah, it's always going to be an ever unfolding shift of life because we are life, mm-hmm. um, you know, and yet it can be fun and it can be curious and it can be wonderful because it, it doesn't have to be a scary thing when you know how to work with it mm-hmm. instead of resisting against it. So it's turned out to be a gorgeous Mother's Day for me today because, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and I I always said, like, having teenagers, I don't buy into that stuff we see in the media that, like, oh, these kids are terrible. No, I have these young men in my life, and I grew Mm -hmm. up with a bunch of sisters. Like, I never got to have brothers, so I'm totally in curiosity mode and, like, watching them and Learning from them and asking them, "What do you guys need?" Like, this is what I need, and you know, we're constantly in conversation and dialogue, Mm -hmm. and it's delicious to have that and to think, "Wow, we can create our reality as we want it. We don't Mm -hmm. have to follow Mm -hmm. what the media is telling us it's going to be." And and it's really that's how powerful we are. We can create that reality. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I'm I'm so glad that you kind of shared that. I think that you know, we do get into this place and our different roles that we identify with are these different ideas of, you know, the mother has to know everything and they have to kind of be in this playful or in this state where they're not playful. They're in kind of like, I have to take care of my kids. And, and although there's, you know, realistic pieces, there's also that idea of like, this is a new role for everybody. We've never been here before, right? Yeah. Every new second, like, why not be in that curiosity state? And you hit on this idea that, this childlike space. That's kind of our, our heart space and, and really where we, a lot of that curiosity and love and playfulness and all this beautiful energy is it is kind of dinged in different societies. And mm. which is so funny to me because we always hear, like, I hear it in terms of a compliment of like, Oh, there's such a kid at heart. Like, that's so awesome. And it's like, we're oh. all kids at heart. What are you talking about? <laughs> and this idea is so powerful of, you know, If you look at even just like more, even alternative and traditional forms of therapy, they're really going back to this idea of playfulness and genuine, like being genuine and curiosity and truthfulness. What are those? You think of kids like, Kids do not have filters. Kids do not, yeah. you know, like we're <laughs> a kid that's going through these motions. And even though we have, you know, different things that we're learning, we're still learning just like a child. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. I know you recently released a book in January, I believe, um, yeah. and it's unlock your childlike curiosity to uncover and activate the creative intelligence you are. And I just love that. And I do want to mention to all of our listeners, cause this is like one of the reasons I was like, I've got to have Corey on the podcast. So her um, book is full of amazing information. I was reading all about it and I'm excited to get it myself. Um, Hmm. But all of her proceeds for her book are going to the Vancouver Island Counseling Center for Immigrants and Refugees. And that's a nonprofit um, charitable group that provides various supports of support, including art therapy for immigrants and refugees suffering the impact of trauma. And like, I just wanted to just like give Corey a huge hug. When I read that, I was like, you are my people. I was just, I was like, gosh, you know, talking about being in that childlike creativity space and listening and diving into that creative intelligence. And then, you know, doing something that's so selfless of like putting this beautiful thing out in the world. And then You know, even spreading it further to other people. Like you talked about in the beginning, you touched on like if we are doing something and raising ourselves, we're raising the collective. And we kind of push ourselves away from this idea and think about ourselves so independently. And, you know, just I have to, we go to that idea of like fight or flight, like that survival mode of, you know, this is like me and my family and this is what I have to do. But we don't look at the piece of like, why not share our wins? Why not? like love and be creative and just like hang out with all these, the amazing, like collective, it's just really amazing. And so congratulations on your book, by the way. Um, oh, and Thanks Caitlin. So much love for you um, giving those proceeds to a beautiful cause.
1: I'm so honored. Like, and I, Oh, I'm going to cry. I think <laughs> about, <laughs> I, I feel so grateful you raised that because for so long, I think many of us feel so alone and isolated for so long and one of the biggest ways that we can feel our connectedness is to share mm-hmm. what we what life has given us and I have been living overseas for as Caitlin shared like 25 years almost now and that was by choice and it was hard sometimes I mean to mm-hmm. take your life and find a rhythm in a country and then go, okay, now we're going to go into another country. And it's exciting. And it is that childlike adventure side for Mm -hmm. sure. But then you got to figure out a whole new system and get all the legal documents. Mm -hmm. And then you have a baby in this country. And then you're like, oh, I didn't have the X, Y, and Z. uh." So it's just like a lot. But that's all been by choice by my Mm -hmm. husband, James, and I. And I've been in enough countries now where I've met people who, Beautiful, like who had to leave or flee their country, like it was Mm. war torn, or they faced horrible trauma, especially women Mm. having, oh, like some really painful stories and listening to that and thinking, okay, and then often they go and take to a country where they're thinking, great, okay, we can start over. And then they've received like anti immigrant sentiment and racism, and Mm. oh, so they're re traumatized. And I think wow, like my heart just opened to that. And I thought when my, I did, I put it out to the creative intelligence, like guide me. I just had this strong sense. Like this book is all from people there within the book are the beautiful transformative tools that I'm, I'm kind of hinting at here, but Mm -hmm. also stories of incredible people I met along the way Mm -hmm. to kind of help you understand these the the power of your inner creative intelligence. And I share some of my story too, but it was so beautiful to reconnect with people who had no idea that this was in them. And some of them I hadn't spoken to for like 10 years or whatever. And to say, listen, can I use your story in the book? This book is coming through and how are you? And to hear, oh gosh, Corey, like this has changed and this has changed. And many of them Like I said, we're not making fancy art or anything, but many of them had gone on to do highly creative careers or made shifts in their life that brought in a lot more creativity into their life in different realms. And I thought, isn't this incredible, you know? And so when I did put it out to creators to say, oh, how can I give back all that you've given to me from all these beautiful people I've had the honour working with and my own life finally being a life of joy and color and radiance and right away a friend who um, she was actually in my cohort for art therapy training like decade ago and she and I reconnected on LinkedIn because I was starting to do stuff for the book is coming and Mm -hmm. and I saw that she had started working at the ICCIR for, with immigrants and refugees. And I thought, said, oh, Alana, are you doing art therapy with them? Because I know how powerful that could be mm-hmm. with especially teens or, or any, or if there's a language gap, like the art is like a, its own language. So she mm-hmm. said, yeah, they're starting art therapy there. And I was like, oh, can we work together? Right away, collaboration. Mm-hmm. So even that was a gift from, divine so i just like i tear up every time and i i do dream that maybe one day um i end up back in canada and i envision already be joining in and and somehow helping in or workshopping with collaborating in person one day Mm. but for now the the book proceeds can flow (laughs) i love that that's beautiful and i think
0: it, it brings me back um you know, seeing art therapy—it's—it's it's always something I have really kind of had an interest in. Just you know, going into this field of um, therapy and energy healing and different things, you see this beautiful expressive place. And I remember I worked in uh, involuntary psych in Newark, New Jersey, and um, it was when I was a little bit younger, and I saw the art therapy class that they had in the involuntary psych unit, and. Oh, wow these people are really, really misunderstood. And I will always tell people, I my, I have a huge place in my heart for um, involuntary psych patients. I, they are so misunderstood. And yeah, like I could, I could go on a rant and like, you know, I just can feel the emotion coming up. But what I would, I would never wanted to miss art therapy when um, we would sit in the day room and they would have an art therapist come in and she, I mean, the way that she was able to help these people and also to just observe, like the same thing. There was never like, this is how you have to do it. It was like, hey, we're going to like, I, the one I remember that I love, she had kind of like those styrofoam like masks. Um, Ooh, cool. Yeah, and she just brought paints and markers and colors and she just said like, enjoy. And watching like the difference of what every single patient created. I mean, these are people that have like, schizophrenia that, uh, we had sure. people that were from jail that, you know, had taken another's life. Like these people were really, really in a place that society had really written them off and mm. to see the beauty that could come out of such an amazing person and get to mm. sit there and hear their stories if they're willing to share. And, you know, I remember in one of those groups, I was talking with a lady and, um, she had, was having a, she had schizophrenia and she was having, um, voices talking to her and nobody sat down with her. And she was like screaming on the unit and it was in the art class. And I went, walked over to her very carefully. Um, and I just asked her if I could sit with her for a second. And she was like, you know, the voices are screaming at me and was really amped up. And I said, can I ask you what they're saying to you? And just like, let her have her own space. And she Mm -hmm. told me what they were saying, gosh, if I had voices saying those things to me, you bet your butt I would be acting the same exact way. But what happened is after she was able to realize that somebody took a different space and caring, she was able to go back into that art therapy class and she was able to create something that meant something to her.
1: Oh, that's so moving.
0: Yeah, the point is that it's just, art is such a beautiful way that every single person can, like, even like you said, even if they don't think they're creative, these people were not coming to a class on art or anything like that. Mm. They are sitting in a time where they are being involuntarily committed to a hospital because of actions or events that were occurring had been written off of society and they were able to sit down and create something absolutely beautiful and process emotions. It was just truly amazing. So I share that and like, that's why I have such an incredibly deep gratitude for what you do, Corey, because it's very powerful and how you talk about
1: it and the energy and light you bring, um, is amazing mm. oh I'm just received that fully and I, I really honor that art therapist and that that story mm-hmm. that you share because that's it so often we get these labels or mm-hmm. we or we're in an institution setting yeah. or we're but to find out actually I can be witnessed or listen to I'm honoring you too Caitlin oh, that you, you listen <laughs> to her and and how that opens us to realize that we are worthy, and that we have a color we can choose, and we can be creating something, building something, especially when we are, like you said, considered by many like mm-hmm. to be psh, written off. Actually, no, <laughs> we are all meant to be creating. We are mm-hmm. all have that right, and we are. And by uh, creating, I mean like <sighs> it can be as simple as putting your own color on something. And that actually is a massive act, you know, that's a choice. That's a choosing and that's a transforming mm-hmm. something. So you take that mask, you know, and like you said, I bet they were phenomenal to see they were amazing. every white mask would have been mm-hmm. completely different, you it know? Was. Yep. Oh, I wish I could have been there, you know, and I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting. And what happens to us when we start to see that I made this, It's no different than you see that child running out of a preschool with a really wet Mm -hmm. painting, like this is, I did this, and mom putting it on the fridge. We feel that there's something incredible, especially actually, even when we become adults and we think, oh, I can't. That's Mm -hmm. even juicier to find out, oh, yeah, you have no idea what's inside of you. And it can be expressed, and it can be even the heaviest thing. And there's a beauty to that, too, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those um, masks, they gave them the option to uh, hang them. And some of them did and some of them didn't, um, which was beautiful. And seeing, you know, the pride, like you said, in mm. people that, like I said, I've been kind of written off by society, but getting yeah. to see like somebody be like, oh my gosh, this mask is gorgeous. You're like, you're, this is so beautiful. This is so creative. Look what you created. And to allow someone to feel like they, put something back into society. I mean, even like you said, in our daily yeah. lives, even, you know, people that are moms and sisters and brothers and dads and all these things, just being able to create something that they did and they made. Yeah, is really
1: powerful. Isn't it true? And like how rare that we, we sit down and we give right. ourselves that space and that yeah. care, like that's ultimate self-loving care to me that I'm, so worth this that, and and many of my clients and even workshop attendees would say, "Oh, it's so nice to come and start something and complete it. Mm-hmm. Like to actually come because there's so many projects we have in life yeah. that are always bubbling, and it leaves like us really stressed out because yeah. we are we're thinking, oh, I started and then we feel bad because I oh I didn't I said I'd finish that, but then there's X Y and Z over here. So that feeling of accomplishment, the pride that comes from that is huge and and to like you said see it on a wall step back from it and just think wow Mm -hmm. like an hour ago that didn't exist yeah I did that that's actually very rare that we get that opportunity and it's almost hard to put in words The Mm -hmm. I think pride is too small it's like yeah wowness you know (laughs) so yeah yeah I'm very grateful that um not only to have walked that for myself and i continue to Mm -hmm. to give myself this medicine and but to like to just hand over the colors and show people like the access point and it's always through the heart Mm -hmm. like because if we think we got to do it from the head we're going to think it's got to look a certain way and they're going to think we're not thinking we're just flowing and just playing you know so our best guides are our kids like i was watching some kids on the swings Today, because it was so nice out, and you can see they had kicked off their shoe as they're swinging. Then the shoe, no one said <laughs> at swing number seven, you're going to kick off your shoe. You know, it's right. a spontaneous play. And then all of a sudden, they were having a competition who could go higher, you know, mm-hmm. like it just starts to evolve and it takes on its own shapes and it just becomes this great thing. And that's yeah. all that we're doing here on a piece of paper yeah. <laughs> with a pack of crayons.
0: Right. And I think it's so powerful too. Um, Um, I mean, there's just so many different things we can continue talking about. But I do want to say the idea of um, completing something, you know, we talk about I get asked a lot by, um, you know, clients of how do I build my self-esteem? How do I work on self-love? And I would say one of the best ways is to when you're doing something like this, like when you feel like you've completed something, when you show up for yourself in any space and you're like, hey, I'm worth, like Corey said, this hour that I can set aside or this 10 minutes that I can set aside, whatever it is, you're you're re-showing, like you're re-evaluating. You're shifting out these thoughts of telling yourself you're not worth it because you're showing up and you're changing that in your subconscious mind. You're saying, "Hey, no, I am worth it," and you're building on that self-esteem and showing yourself you completed something. And this, in turn, goes into different places in your life. It's not like you're just gonna feel, you know, um, more self-worth and self-esteem when you're drawing. This is gonna shift. We're we're fluid beings, right? We don't yeah. we don't compartmentalize. Different areas of our life. That's why when something bothers us, it flows in every area of our life, right? <laughs> Cross the board. <laughs> yeah, but also when we do something that we really love, it flows. Um, I was watching. I, uh I'm trying to think. I think I'll butcher his name, but it's Jesse Itzler. It's um, Sarah Blakely's husband, and he, you know, crazy entrepreneur. Amazing. They're just an amazing family to watch, but. He does these crazy challenges all the time, of like hundred miles a month. And um, he was like looking at it. Yeah, I know. I was like, more power to you. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, But he's like, he's fifty two, and he just recently did like a hundred mile race. And (sighs) he doesn't let people tell him no. And and he um, was do, and then he went to do this like fasting challenge. And it was like every Monday he fasted for twenty four hours, and he ran a marathon on Sunday, and he. The next day on Monday, he fast, he started fasting and he said, he got on Instagram and he was saying like the amount of, you know, people saying like, well, you're going to fast after a marathon. And he goes, yeah, because my goals are not negotiable. And Mm. just by him deciding and showing of no, I made, he didn't say I'm doing this for other people. He said, I made this promise to myself and I'm showing that I can do this. And so it's not like he's on there to show everybody else. And that's the same thing with anything else we show up in our life. If you're sitting down and you're like, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to create, you're doing that goal for yourself, right? You're doing that. You're showing up, you're creating. And because he talks about this idea that, People are always going to throw things at you that are going to get in your way. And you can decide if you're going to stray from your goal or you can decide if you're not. And this resonates with the, the cre- creativity yeah. piece because you can decide to heal and work on yourself or you can decide to have an excuse and not.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And the gorgeous thing, oh, I love that, that he's just, he's a perfect example. The minute the minute we choose us, like, it the whole creative intelligence is there for us. It's like Joseph Campbell said, take one step towards the gods and 10 will, they'll take 10 steps towards you. It's, it's so instantly nurturing that it becomes easy to do it the next time and the next time and the next time, you know, and it is so crucial because most of us have not been taught to, or given permission to carve out space for ourselves. And in fact, the, the worse we feel about ourselves, the more we tend to overgive and overdo for others because mm-hmm. we think that we're going to fill that hole by that outward doingness. Yeah. <laughs> and it just don't work that way. It, just <laughs> it not It really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that, that self-care and that, you know, taking that time. And like you said, it can be 10 minutes. Like I have people who couldn't sleep. They just mm-hmm. have their notepad, pack of crayons beside their bed and just before bed, just grab a brain dump. Like, okay, I'm feeling this. Just let her go and let her rip. Even if it's just a two minute doodle before bed, that's yours. Mm -hmm. And that becomes your ritual for your gorgeous slip into sleep. And why not? You know, um, and the minute you start these things, I think that's the thing is it starts this new upward spiral, a whole new so Mm -hmm. that you're not digging down, digging down. You start feeling better. And so like Caitlin said, then you start to make, you'll just see it naturally. It bridges from the art to life, like how you mm-hmm. do things. And one thing is how you do things everywhere. So you start to kind of sense and think, oh, I feel really, I feel better with this person. Mm-hmm. Just like, I feel like grabbing yellow. <laughs> when you trust those, I feel yeah. like sitting over there, that table. And then you just meet the just right person. or you, So you start to trust those intuitive hunches, just the same way that you're doing in the art. You're building from your, core and you're building your life from the core. And you you do, you show up for yourself in a whole new way and you just can't stop once it starts working for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And I, I want to go back to that piece of where you said you were living in a space of feeling like you were in gray. And now you have figured out how to feel like you can have a life of colors. And I think that that is something that we all crave as humans, right? Mm. There are so many beautiful things in this world and whether it's you know traveling and living in different countries or just you know trying something new there's so many amazing things out there for us and we get so stuck in this rut of what obligations what we have to do and this is such a beautiful way of Corey said just start doodling start start is all you have to do all you have to do
1: is start all you have to do (laughs) and and maybe you're thinking oh my god Corey, the, the thought of picking up a crayon is terrifying that's fine so for some people, it's like movement. Like today, I just thought I need more music in my life. Like I've been mm-hmm. doing this shaman healing. There's rattles. There's there's drums. Yeah, so I've just started. Like you can change your life. All the time. It, you're the creator. So I thought, I'll start my day with drums. I'm going to get mm. drums going. Like That's just as gorgeous a meditation to me. So now I'm shaking and drumming. Like You know what? And it might change another day. <laughs> I, I have had silent meditation for a while. And then yeah. I'm I always changing it. And that's okay. Some people have the same thing all their life. That's okay. You listen to yourself and you choose your own creation. Maybe like I, I was eating smoothies for the longest time and then when we got here the bread is good the oatmeal's good Mm. like you know like they're all about the cheese here all of a sudden I'm like I'm changing it up you you do what you want to do and what feels good for you so the creativity can come through in how you put yourself together Mm -hmm. how are you doing your hair how are you putting your day together, how are you creating your business? It doesn't have to be with a crayon, but dang, it's so much fun to get the crayons out too. So try it. (laughs) And this book is full of, like, I guide you through it. Like even when my husband read, he's like, Corey, it's your voice. Like I feel I'm like with you. And I said, I wrote it that way because, It's not this like lofty thing. Mm -hmm. We're just hanging out and I guide you through and I give you so many places in the book to just open up and there's a space for you to just try. And it's seriously so much fun. And yet you are transforming yourself as you go. So it's, it's really a childlike curiosity. I invite you to just bring that and try it out. That's all.
0: I'm so excited. And thank you so much, Corey. I could talk to you for hours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, For our listeners, I will put uh, where you can follow Corey and where you can jump on getting that book um, in the episode notes. And as always, uh, please subscribe, rate and review. We want to know what you want to hear. This is your space to come and have some creativity, right? Like we're doing today. Um, But it's a beautiful space that I want you guys to feel like you're getting value out of. So um, I look forward to talking to you guys next time. And thanks so much again, Corey, for being on the Abundance Alchemist podcast.
1: Such a joy. Thank you.
0: Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.